You are listening to the Mini Minxes. It's a mischievous way to start your week. Disney Girl Power. Okay, everyone, no need to panic. It's Michelle here. Sorry about that noise. That was just our Kim. She's gone and locked herself away, put her earphones on, cuddling up to her little friend Stitch with a cup of tea because, basically, Kim goes away in November and she any surprises for her holiday. So she's locked herself away not to hear anything that I'm going to say about the podcast. So really, I could do an hour's show talking about what I would do to Stitch's Great Escape, totally bulldoze it, rebuild it from the start and make it a better attraction, but not really that cruel. I kind of got to like it on this holiday. I know, I think I must have been working with uh, Kimmy far too long to be able to say that now. Anyway, so... As we said at the beginning of the show, you are listening to the Mini Minxes Disney Podcast, a podcast for Disney fans with a girly twist. The girly twist being, well, it's myself and the lovely Kimmy, who are your hosts. So hello from me, and, well, can't be a hello from Kim, because she's locked herself away. Hope everyone is well this fortnight, enjoying all the coverage at the moment from the commencement of Mickey's Not So Scary at the moment, and also... No doubt Universal will be starting with their Horror Nights. It's a time where all us Disney fans are very jealous and envious of those people who are in a happy place at this time of year. If you do wish to contact the show, at this present moment we're having email issues. I know, I don't know why, I don't know how, but we are. So if you do want to contact us, don't email us. Not for the moment, anyway. You can always drop us a tweet at the Mini Minxes. If it's a bit private, you don't want to broadcast it to the world, just drop us a direct message. We will get back to it. We are keeping a very close eye on our Twitter feed at the moment, as basically that and the Facebook page are the two ways you can get in touch with us. Talking of Facebook, have a little look, find our page, the Mini Minxes Disney Podcast, and give it a like. We do post things on there, and you can also drop us a message that way. We also have our blog theminiminxes.blogspot.co.uk and if you've been over to our blog you will see that we have had a lovely feature written for us about Jenny planning her way to Disneyland not long now to her trip and she's been sharing all her planning stages so if you are thinking about going over to Anaheim make sure you have a look for her blog on our blog now what am I going to do on episode 43 of this podcast well the title says it all a Disney Girl Power Trip Review. Basically, you all know I've just come back from Walt Disney World and I shared some pictures along with you on my trip and I want to share what I basically got up to. And as poor Kimster's locked herself away, in a few short moments I'm going to be joined by the lovely friend of the show, Becky Mannion, and I'm going to talk through some of the highlights of the 15 days I spelt over at Oki West and the Art of Animation Resorts. Mainly it's going to be a lot about food though, I will warn you. Some of the attractions and ride details will be coming up in upcoming podcasts, along with the amazing couple of interviews I managed to do with Jim Carcass. So, sit back, get yourself a cuppa, relax, and let's get Becky on. Here's some more fun, starring yours truly... (laughs) 
with me now the lovely Becky Mannion. Becky, it felt like you were with me on holiday anyway because I virtually spoke with you every day, met up with your parents because they were in Walt Disney World at the same time. Hello. So welcome to the Minimixes. Hi again, I'm back. Ah, you are indeed. So how's things with you at the moment? Okay, I did obviously virtually go to Disney with you, with the pictures <laughs> and everything, and Simon and James. I know, it was fantastic. And then on, on my way down to Gatwick, I get a phone call out of the blue from uh, Becky's parents saying, um, we're flying out on Thursday, we'll see you there. Yeah, that was uh, quite a spontaneous trip they did while I was out at work. Everyone Snapchatting me and pictures everywhere. So, oh. But for now, I'm going to talk about me and my wonderful holiday that I have just had in Walt Disney World. Now, some of you will have recalled a couple of months back we had the Passport to Mums on the podcast and they were talking us through how to enjoy a Disney cruise and I was telling them quite eagerly I was going on a Disney cruise. Becky, did I go on a Disney cruise? No, I received no cruise pictures. No, I didn't actually board the ship because a couple of months back I sat down and I just thought, do you know what, I don't want to do this cruise, (laughs) as you do. Um, I just wanted to have a 14-day Disney fix in the parks. So with regret, in some ways, I cancelled the cruise, as you do. And I was then left with a bit of a dilemma because I've got the first six days pre-cruise booked to Old Key West and the night after the cruise booked to Art of Animation. Well, where was I going to stay the other seven nights? So I ran good old Disney and said, what can you do? Alas, they couldn't extend my stay at Old Key West. So I said, oh, well, well, I don't really want to change hotels three times and I were a bit tight to lose that money, you know, that I'd already paid for that there uh, Art of Animation. So I agreed to having a further seven nights added on to the one-night reservation over at the Art of Animation. Have you stayed at either of those resorts, Becky? No, neither of them. Fantastic. Well, you're in for a treat because I'm going to tell you all about them. Before we start, I'm going to start with how did I get to Orlando? Well, I ummed and ahed about my flights and I plumped for a flight from Gatwick thinking, well, it is a four and a half to five hour drive. It surely can't be that bad. We'll go down the day before, stay in one of them hotels at the airport, do the twilight check-in, get up nice and early and go straight to the well it was as easy as that to be honest it was super we had paid for premium economy seats and we were on the upper deck in the bubble which was amazing i loved it now becky i know you're a bit of a luxury girl (laughs) sometimes yeah i must admit if i had the choice again of bubble or downstairs in premium i would definitely go upstairs because on the way back we came back downstairs in premium economy and that wasn't as nice no i don't see how they can charge the same amount for that yeah so like i think there should be a difference yeah and the price difference for us personally on this trip was about 250 pounds to go premium economy but when you think you get double the luggage allowance you get the extra leg room um it's well worth it in my mind absolutely so we had a good flight We landed about four o'clock and we had our usual queue up and wait to get through immigration. Mm. Now, (coughs) listeners of the podcast will know I've had a little bit of a a battle recently with that their car hire company. 
So, I, I wasn't feeling that favourably to those people at Alamo, I must admit. But I went and I saw the manager who had been emailing me about all the price issues that I'd been having with them. And he said, look, we'll sort it when you get back. Go choose the car you wanted. So, you know, we'd paid for a five-seater SUV. Well, we ended up with a seven-seater, so I was quite happy with that. Put the luggage in the car and we drove off. Now, one thing I had forgotten about the route to the airport to the hotel was we have to go through two toll roads. Did I have any change, Becky? No, I didn't. So for those of you who are shortly going to Florida, bear in mind you need a dollar and a dollar twenty-five. Ideally in quarters, because I think the one that's a dollar twenty-five doesn't accept notes. You've got to have the jingly stuff. I have to ask, what did you do? Well, luckily, luckily, we dug around and I had last year's change from the holiday and I managed to scrape it together in all sorts of jingly jangly change and I just about managed to do it. So, hey-ho. But anyway, on the way, we thought we'd go to Walmart and do our traditional Brit shop, stocked up on all the goodies that we were going to need over the next few weeks, some water, some coffee creamer, because I can't live without the hazelnut coffee creamer, some biscuits, some painkillers, some mascara, you know, those sort of things that we get ripped off in Britain over and we'd stock up while we're in Walmart. Feeling a bit peckish then, it was about six o'clock, so, you know, it's starting to be a bit of a tradition of ours. Downtown Disney, on the first night, went over to Earl of Sandwich, got a sandwich, Gotta be happy with it, it was delicious. We had a barbecue Hawaiian chicken, which is my favourite, and a holiday sandwich, which seemingly is now available all the time. Is that so, the Christmas one? Yeah. Ooh. So that was jolly delicious, if you ask me. So at this point, after going to downtown Disney, time was ticking on. We went over to um, Old Key West to check in. You know, I'd done a little bit of research and wondered where my building was going to be on the complex, because it's quite a big resort. I'd made a list of buildings I didn't want to be putting. I asked him what building he was putting me in and he said, oh, this one here, number 62. And I said, oh, that's fine, it's right near the centre. He says, yes, that's your one-bed villa. Now, I could have sworn I'd booked a studio, but he probably had got it confused, surely. Over to the building we went, found the room. They'd upgraded us. Yeah. We had got a room virtually the size of most people's houses. It had a laundry room. It had a jacuzzi room, it had a shower room, it had a living room, dining, kitchen area, a private patio and a bedroom. It was everything a girl could dream for. It was so big you could play hide and seek. <laughs> I fell in love. Anyway, we unpacked and thought, Do you know, best plan, get to sleep, get up ready for tomorrow. Now, Becky, first day of the holiday, where do you think we went? Or we always go to the magic to break it in gently. Ah, oh, you see, this is what I will later refer to as a mistake. We went on a dime with a, an Imagineer lunch and she said, you know, most people always go on the first day of the holiday to the Magic Kingdom. Over 60% of most people who go on holidays, their holidays start on a Monday. Hence, the Magic Kingdom is always a place to avoid on a Monday. And believe it or not, touringplans.com, they agreed with that because their data for Magic Kingdom on that Monday was horrific. So I thought, oh, we'll go to Animal Kingdom. And, you know, we didn't want to spend long in Animal Kingdom because we just wanted to go do the attractions we liked. 
Whisk round, finish off the morning with a flame tree barbecue, which, in my opinion, is the eatery to have at Animal Kingdom. Have you eaten there? I think we have been there a few times, um, probably just for the barbecue sauce flavoured chicken. Oh, I had the ribs and it was delicious. Oh, the afternoon, we did a little bit of shopping as you do. Went over to uh, the premium outlets on iDrive, trying to find one or two bargains. And went over to the Magic Kingdom. And that evening, my first ADR came to fruition. So we got on that little there water launch and went over to the Wilderness Lodge. I was a little, yeah, with the Whispering Canyon. Now, I suppose it depends on what type of person you are because it's a very sort of noisy, interactive atmosphere and the cast yeah. members who are serving you tend to have a good sense of whether you're going to be the people to play on or just let them have the food. And I think mm. our guy sort of guessed we didn't want to have 57 bottles of ketchup put on our table yeah. and we didn't want to have a big canyon-sized thing of Coke put in front of us. Yeah, well, I'd actually not read anything about it. I just thought it was a buffet-type place. And um, it wasn't until after, like, you know, when you're halfway through and we got there, I remember the waitress, I was like, God, she's really rude. What <laughs> Like, obviously not, like, tricking, but it was, like, kind of, like, that type of role-play one. And then, obviously, me and my sister got paid, told off for booking face, obviously, on Facebook. <laughs> and then halfway through, I was like, oh, okay, now she wasn't actually rude, she's just playing her part. Yeah. Luckily, we were sort of left to it, but I saw around us, you know, straws being thrown, people being in the chairs, being dragged across to join other tables, you know, and if, if you like that kind of thing, it is a really nice ambiance. But I didn't get involved, and they didn't, you know, they didn't force anything on us. Mm. The food is served family style, they have this platter. And you can start off by choosing three of the things on the platter. Well, we chose the beef, the fish and the chicken. And we had to have seconds because the portions they gave us were so minuscule. And I felt a bit greedy asking for seconds because it's seconds and it makes me sound like I'm greedy. But literally we got one slice of beef each. So it brought us some more. The most delicious mashed potatoes ever. And, you know, it would have kept, quite happily kept us bringing more and more, but... We'd had enough then and he brought the desserts. Now, those who know me know I've got a little bit of a fondness for desserts. They brought out three desserts to share. Now, those of you who know me know I don't share desserts. That's my first complaint. My second complaint is they gave this caramacky, caramelly dessert cheesecake goo in a jar basically it was in a jar it was slop in a jar i didn't enjoy it at all sorry <laughs> it was so sweet my teeth fell out oh yeah i'm not too keen on overly sweet that was the whispering canyon it it didn't quite live up to what i'd heard about it now i do know that the menu changed last year and maybe the menu that they changed it from was far superior but in my mind, it's not one I personally uh, would do again. So, but at the end of the day, everybody is different. Everyone has different tastes, and I am quite a picky person. I know what I really, really like, and that wasn't for me. So far, that's t two days over with. Next day, now this was the highlight day of my holiday. The highlight day because 
I went back to the wilderness lodge in the afternoon and I met someone who I have loved listening to on Lou Mangello's WDW radio show, Jim Carcass. Oh, I love Jim. I love Jim too. He was such an amazing person to interview. He was so courteous to us. We met up at the uh, reception at Wilderness Lodge and we walked over to the Carrollwood Pacific Rooms down in the DVC portion of Wilderness Lodge and I spent a good two to three hours talking and recording. I had a lovely afternoon. I am so excited about sharing these podcasts I've recorded with you. They're not going to be on today because I need to have time to edit and you know fit them into the schedule but I can't wait to share because they were absolutely brilliant what this man does not know I was like sat there and my jaw just kept dropping on the floor he was coming out with fact after fact and it's like really didn't know that so it was like fab so how do you top that Becky where what would you have done after having such an amazing opportunity where in Disney World would you have gone Magic. Of course, that's where I did. I went back to Magic Kingdom and we had what initially for me was going to be the highlight dinner of the holiday, which was going to be to eat at Be Our Guest Restaurant. Yeah, it is absolutely beautifully themed. Everything you've seen in those pictures is accurate. Three different dining areas, three different themes. Absolutely, attention to detail, stunning. So do you get to choose where you sit? No. Um, We were sent into the West Wing, which was the creepier, sort of beastlier place. I suppose if we wouldn't have been happy, they may have moved us over, but, you know, quite happy to have sat in there. And, of course, I had to have the signature drink, the Wildberry Foam drink, and I'd heard such good things about the onion soup, I had to have that. To make sure I got the most value out of my dining plan, I had to have the steak. And then you get a choice of cream puff or cupcake for dessert. Very eager to start on the menu. Um, We started, as I say, the French onion soup. Absolutely delicious. Lived up to every single review. My steak came. Now, those of you who know me know that I like my steak just virtually mooing and a good vet could revive it. So I've now learnt to say can I have my steak blue yeah Um, maybe blue was not the right cooking method for that type of steak because it was very good I left half of it because it was bristly and fatty and not good but hey ho my cupcake came because I ordered the chocolate cupcake it looked delicious they are encased in like a a cellophane cupcake case so you can't actually get the cupcake out of the case it's sort of stuck in there so it's they call it a cupcake I'd sort of sort of call it a cakey moussey thing because it had the cakey bit and then it had a moussey bit so I tried to get into it and I had trouble getting through the chocolate frosting so I just tugged a little at the chocolate frosting and it came off in one piece and I looked inside and it looked like somebody had pooped in this cellophane cupcake (laughs) 
Oops. Oh. <laughs> it did not look good, unfortunately. I would recommend you get the puff, cream puff if you ever want to go and eat, uh, do that. Be our guest. It, it wasn't a good experience at all. There was only one thing that I would say that I don't think Disney has thought through. Is that the method of serving the food? The food... Um, the desserts anyway comes to you on these big trolleys that are glass in case so you can see the cupcakes and the cream puffs and choose which one you want well it's trolley it's on wheels what kind of noise do you think that might make on the stone floor becky oh god that would feel like rattling and shaking it was like eating at a school cafeteria with edna the school dinner lady giving out an extra dollop of mash to those kids she liked didn't like that it ruined the ambience it really did she might as well have put on three curlers at the front wrapped a towel round her head called herself edna seriously it was it 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 was hilda ogden style you know all that was missing was the fag in a gob it just didn't work oh no after dinner you are invited to cordially go and meet the beast which was a nice little meet and greet so that was a that was a good day um went back into the magic kingdom and because we booked with disney we had um, a voucher for reserved firework viewing which was on um, the little area that's downhill a little bit from the plaza where there's the yellow and white umbrellas during the day absolutely sensational view for wishes and the castle projection show so if you do book with disney and you get that voucher make sure you use it you can't really see the parade but you know pick a day where the parade's on twice you won't have a problem so how do you go about booking that because i'm sure i've got that in my um, little california package what we had to do was we're in disney and say i've got this on my reservation can i make a booking and they'll give you a disney reference to write on the slip and you just turn up and hand the slip in okay and if you have a really good cast member they may turn around to you and say would you use this voucher again madam uh yeah <laughs> oh would you like the voucher back then madam uh yeah so we were able to use the area twice which was quite good oh nice shh secret so next day we went off to epcot i love epcot i did the seeds tour mm-hmm. absolutely amazing love the seeds tour ate at one of your favorite places i gather sunshine seasons used to be quite chilled in there until soaring opened yeah oh the mad dash for soaring fast passes yeah yeah i just love the fact you can go to different areas and see what they're cooking and decide what you want and if there's a few of you in your party you all go get your food and you pay for it all together it worked out really well and i ate there quite a few times in fact i ate there with your mum and dad one night (laughs) obviously had to hit test track i think i'm going to come back to test track another time okay have you actually been on the new ride nope not at all but my family have been and i didn't get no like it wasn't positive what they came back with well we'll come back to that visited club cule had to have some of the beverly i've got a bit of a taste for that beverly now but i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about the uh, club cool uh challenge later very impressed when i was walking around mousegate because all the halloween merchandise was in the store I was able to pick up a couple of Haunted Mansion phone cases. 
quite good seeing all the Halloween things and the pumpkins and the t-shirts and things like that. Yeah. A little bit early, I thought, you know, we were only looking at the 21st, 22nd of August and this Halloween stuff in, but having been gone over there in August before, we both know what happens towards the end of August, don't we, Becca? Yeah, it's like everything's very early with them, isn't it? Everything's kind of like two-month celebration. Yeah. We went for a character meal then at the Garden Grill. Have you ever eaten there? Nope. I think it was quite a good experience. The quality of the food was really good. It was quirky that we, the scenery changed as we yeah. slowly rotated around looking into living with the land. And yeah, the food was family style, but if you wanted a bit more, they'd bring you a bit more. Got to see Chippendale, Pluto and Mickey in their farmer styly outfits. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of cute. Um, they brought us a gorgeous dessert, but unfortunately we were so stuffed because she kept on bringing us more meat in the main cast. Didn't really have time to, oh. to, to do it justice, but it was very tasty. So it's always been one I've wanted to do, and then I thought, oh, I'm not going to do... Shall I do, shall I do? A personal tip from my point of view, we sat on the higher level of the two because you have two different levels. I personally would suggest sitting maybe on the lower level because you could maybe see into living with the land a little bit better. Okay. But we could still see. There was like a, a wooden banister going all the way around and then the lower level. I was a little bit disappointed to see that banister I could write my name in it it was that dusty oh. yeah I was a little bit shocked by that but definitely well worth in my mind giving the old garden griller a chance on the uh, meal and it's a good value one if you've got a table service dining plan you know because it's quite an expensive price I think it's about 36 37 dollars oh wow I thought it was one of the kind of moderate ones the next day i'm only on day five i've been prattling on for hours next day was a new experience i've booked an adr at teppan edo i've not been there either <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know what made me pick it i just thought I, I really wanted to try something different we were escorted in and individual rooms where there are four seating stations and for mm. each seating station it's like a rectangle and in the sort of mid half of the rectangle there's a hot grill, a metal flat grill and that's where the chef will come and cook your main course and you could be sat with I think eight, eight diners in total and you get greeted and the culture and the enthusiasm from the cast members is astounding you're forever bowing your head so if you've got a neck problem you're out, you can't go there I tell you it was beautiful. You know, they came in and they introduced themselves, told me, they told us a little bit about where they were from, gave us a menu, went through the options, got some, we got some drinks. Had to try the frozen Kieran beer, of course, which was, well, when you hear the word frozen beer, I was a kind of expecting a slushy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sort of had a foam on top that was cooling the rest of the beer but the problem was as it sort of expanded the beer was sort of like dribbling down the side and all over the table so it made uh, a bit of a mess i had to drink it obviously very quickly yeah. to avoid that ordered sushi to start with now for nine i think it was eight nine dollars the sushi i thought oh well you'll get maybe one or two pieces got eight pieces of sushi becky 
Oh, loads, and it was delicious. So, chomped down on that, and then we'd ordered our main meal, talked about uh, that, went through it all, and the chef came, and it was so entertaining. She cooked in front of us. Now she didn't just sort of say, "Now some mushrooms," now some there. She entertained us. She was singing as she was chopping. She made spaceship Earth out of the onions. Oh, it was. It was pure entertainment, it really was. Cooked our food, there was so much food, I was absolutely stuffed. You know, you got rice with it, you got noodles, you got your meat, you got your veggies. Absolutely delicious, it was so tasty. And to see it prepared in front of you. Were you allowed to take pictures? Yeah, there were people there with video cameras videoing it. I really want to see space <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got some pictures that I'll have to post on the blog. Yeah. It, it was amazing because she got this stack of onions and she turned it into a volcano and it was then she poured water and something else in it and it started steaming. It was just because I'd not read any reviews about it. It was so unexpected and yeah. it was so delightful to see. So then we ordered us dessert and I think all the effort and entertainment had been put into the starter and main meal because the green tea cheesecake was not hitting the points for me, I'm afraid, but... Mm. Can't have everything, love. No, well, sushi kind of is known for, like, the main stuff, isn't it? It's not known yeah. for the puddings. So, it was delicious, though, and I would highly recommend, highly recommend people go there. And I think our friends Simon and Jane and their family went and they thought the same. They were absolutely over the moon with it, thought it was delightful. What else did I do that day? Oh yeah, Spaceship Perth had closed for a refurb for a, a few days. Been on it before it shut down, so I'll come back to that and tell you what I thought about the refurb. Went over to D Street at Downtown Disney, the mecca for Vinylmation collectors, or it was until they turned it into half t-shirt shop for Marvel and half animation stuff so <laughs> a little bit disappointed there um then i went to meet your mummy and daddy they'd just flown in so i went over and had my tea at gasparilla grill at the grand floridian and i can't praise the resort dining enough seriously guys get on the monorail and go and visit the three the big three as a testing point and then try further afield because i had their burger and I have never had a burger as nice as this because they put pulled pork in it as well. Oh, I'm salivating, Becky. <laughs> it was absolutely divine. And to top it off, if you couldn't get any better, a Smalls cupcake. Oh. So for value-wise, you know, that with a drink, it was nearly $20. So for a counter service on the dining plan, absolutely spot on brilliant and then we met up with your mum and dad you know we have this thing with your parents you see becky every year they come on holiday now it's it's their <laughs> habit they stalk me they follow me to florida and then they insist insist on showing me the bedroom <laughs> so we got a tour of their room absolutely delightful um really nice room beautiful view of the pool your mum actually gave me the chocolates that they get from their turndown service because obviously top end deluxe they get the pillow the bedspreads turned down for them because obviously they're so rich and important they can't manage to do that themselves love them to bits so we had a chat and i think we've uh, so that was a lovely lovely end to uh, day five 
So, day six. Up nice and early. Went to New Fantasyland. Not going to talk about it. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you about it later because I've got an interview recorded with Chris Wakefield from the Wakefield Report and Universal Now podcast where we are going to talk about some of the new things that are over in New Fantasyland. But all I can say is... I've never peed in such a pretty toilet in my <laughs> life. Oh, I really want to go visit them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so funny because it's such a cool place to sort of just watch people walking through and sort of thinking, it's the bathroom, is that all it is? But it is pretty, and to walk through on a night with the lanterns, but I'll talk about that later, so... Uh, we went to eat at your favourite place, then your favourite resort that evening, Becky. Oh, that was when you were sending me pictures like, aloha! Yeah, went to Ohana for dinner, and all I can say is, I thought Be Our Guest was going to be the highlight. It's a close match between Teppanedo and Ohana, because the service, the welcome, the ambiance, the food, just hit it on every single point. Sticky wing, chicken wings and dumplings with the most delicious peanut sauce I've ever had. Then they just come round with a big vat of salad and noodles and just basically keep coming and visiting you with skewers of meat, of pork, of beef, of chicken, prawns. I, I must have had about 400 prawns. Okay. Oh, absolutely delightful. And then the dessert. Now, I've moaned about Disney desserts quite strongly in the past. I have been quite critical and curious of the fact if Disney could ever manage to make a dessert that I would eat. All I can say is the dessert at Ohana with banana caramel sauce, their bread pudding, was something dreams were made of. It was like angels were dancing on my taste buds. <laughs> it was the most delicious, divine dessert I have ever had in my life. And the fact was it was topped with the most delicious vanilla bean ice cream. The only thing that upset me, Becky, was the fact I was so stuffed I couldn't have another portion. <laughs> because I tried my best I only just about finished it. Did you have coffee? No. I, oh. I, I, I couldn't fit in an ice cube. Literally, I am glad I wore elasticated pants because I must have left that restaurant three stone heavier with meat sweats. Oh, lovely. Oh, it was absolutely beautiful. And they didn't rush you along, which was quite surprising. I thought they would because obviously it's a hard ticket to get into there. If you don't go to Ohana and enjoy it, there is something seriously up with you. Now, they do a bit of entertainment for the old kiddie winkles, you know. They do go racing around with a blooming broom and flipping coconut shells and they clatter a bit and there's a woman who sings but it didn't annoy me which all that kind of stuff at the Whispering Canyon annoyed me but in Ohana they're just not sort of ooze happiness vibes so I just came out of that place delighted and stuffed so next day was quite a sad day for me Bex why? time to check out of Old Key West Oh. So I had to that evening, you know, 
check out the old jacuzzi, make sure it was working, as you do. I nearly did cover the whole floor in um, bubble bath. Apologies to our roommate, I did leave you a few extra dollars for the mess, sorry. <laughs> but in the morning I had to check out of old Key West and say goodbye. I had to go check into my new resort. I have never been in such a beautifully themed hotel in my life. The theming is outstanding about Art of Animation. You know, your four areas are just impeccably done. And I know you've walked through there yourself, haven't you, Becky? So you'll oh, agree. Oh, yeah. I love that card bit. I just had to, like, when you walk up to it, it's a sign saying Radiator Springs. You actually just stop. You're like, wow, this is a hotel. Yeah. I love that little bit. Oh. Well, I had to emulate your style and get a picture of me lying, trying to lie in the bonnet of a car. Obviously, I've got a, a slightly different different body shape to you, so I did, I, I did struggle. And obviously, I didn't want the security guard telling me, Oi, Tubby, get off the bonnet of that car. You know, Lightning McQueen sat there. <laughs> yeah, well, I could tell quite a few people had obviously laid on that bonnet to get the picture taken because the stickers are virtually missing. <laughs> I know, I was there a year ago. That still looked good, that car. That was not me. Oh, I'll let you off then. We checked in and we found out we were in the building the furthest away from the food cart and the reception and everything. It was so far out of Art of Animation Resort, I was virtually in Pop Century. Oh, God. Yeah. Now, those of you who, who have done a little bit of research about Art of Animation will know that it's not internal corridors. The corridors are on the outside. Yeah. Um, there are car parks by each building, but it is still a bit of a trail when mm. you've got a parky car outside and heave up four suitcases, four flights, even if there's a lift. But what did you do it? I thought Disney moved all your stuff for you. Well, they could do. Disney can do that for you, but we chose not to. Oh, OK. But you, you can leave it with the... Uh, uh, bell services and they will transfer it for you but we chose we wanted to you know do it ourselves and um, we managed to hump off our cases and hand luggage and everything up to the, and all our purchases up to the fourth floor because we would be on the top floor with a delightful view of the car park <coughs> opened the room door and inside was a beautifully themed room you know two two beds lovely mirror with all the little um, characters around it the clamshell bed the shower even had tiles printed in the design of Ariel's treasure trove even the shower curtain it was beautiful Becky how many pictures of that? yeah I haven't posted any yet I'm keeping them a secret you can tell there's a book coming Yep. if you were going to stay out of animation two, three Four nights wouldn't have seen a problem. How long does your average Brit go stay in a resort in uh, Disney World, Becky? I'd say about two weeks. Yeah. So how many cases does your average Brit take with them, Bet? Well, I guess an average family of four, four suitcases. How much luggage space did they provide for their guests in the Art of Animation room? Oh no, really? They had one chest that the TV stood on. Half yeah. of the, the chest on the right was taken up by the fridge on the other side were three drawers about the size from my fingertips to my elbow in size three of them by the time i'd put my knickers and socks in i'd got no room for any of my clothes so luckily there were two beds so one bed became a wardrobe 
and all my clothes had to be laid out on that one bed because there was no room. Like there was only a certain number of hanging coat hangers on the open hanging rail to hang up. Mm. Well, I've got clothes for two weeks. There wasn't yeah. enough. You know, there was two of us in the room as well. There was just no consideration given to places to put your stuff. That's just awful because, like, the others are sweet, aren't they? So you'd think they'd kind of go by that. Yeah, well, cater for you. Bear in mind, we just left left a one bed villa that had a bathroom bigger than this room. Um, it was it. I was nearly in tears. I must admit, and I know it's such a silly thing, but it was just like I can't believe it. I should be on a luxury cruise, and I'm in this shoebox. And I was a little bit upset, but. Do you know what? I went over to Disney's Hollywood Studios and good old Mama Melrose's brightened my day because we had the fantastic dining package on the dining plan and got a starter, a main meal and a dessert sharing platter and the food was delicious and then we had little tickets to go and see Fantasmic later in the evening so that sort of put a smile on my face and from basically from that point I vowed not to spend any time in that room <laughs> possible <laughs> you know because it was just teensy weensy and tiny but hey ho so the next morning I was up at really early I did some character stalking Becca Oh dear. I did. I used an, and used my uh, phone app that I've got. Have you heard of Kenny the Pirate? Is he a character? No! He's a cool dude who basically has devoted his life to telling us, Thingback fans, where and when to meet the characters in the park. How cool is this guy? Oh my god! I How know! Much hard work! He must have spent hours because it is an absolutely fantastic app. I just, I can't say enough about his app. And if you want to find out more, he's on Twitter at Kenny Pirate, or you can find him on that there internet at KennyThePirate.com. Go check out his site. If you want to know where a character is, He's the guy to check up on. It is absolutely brilliant and it loads a lot quicker than the My Disney Experience app mm. um, because that just took forever to load. So if I wanted to find out, right, I'm at the park, it's nine o'clock, who can I see first? Oh, 9.20, I can meet the fairy godmother by the Great Castle Wall. Right, I'm there. I went first person in line. Wow. Then I went to go inside the big top and I saw Minnie, Daisy, Goofy, and Donald and it were only five past ten. I've hit five big characters. I can't praise him enough so have a check out on his app. That's such great like tip isn't it like if you've got children and you want to go and do the character meet and greets like obviously children are a little bit more impatient but yeah wow. I know I did some more character stalking later in the day but I'll come back to that um, because that afternoon I met the lovely, the wonderful, the charismatic Jeff Dixon. I met up as well with a couple of our friends from the Team Disney website and I had a chat with them and a chat with Jeff and your parents were there and Jane and Simon and Ethan and Molly were there and it was a really good afternoon. I got to meet a couple of other fans as well of um, Jeff's and it was a really cool afternoon. I love his books, I think oh, they're great. He's, he's busily uh, working on number three, Becky. Yeah. 
and uh, absolutely fantastic. And then that evening, I went with your lovely parents and we went over to the character spot at Epcot. Now, a top tip from me is, in the mornings when I've been going into Epcot, the character spot normally 40, 45 minute wait to see the characters. If you go after five o'clock, you're gonna be waiting five, 10 minutes if that. So, me and your folks managed to get through. Mickey, Minnie, and I think Pluto within a couple of minutes. Wow. So that was kind of good. Can I believe I'm over halfway through my holiday? It's seeming like an epic journey is this, isn't it, love? <laughs> I feel like I'm there. Oh. Well, you were in spirit, darling. Did you ever eat at Art of Animation when you went over? No, we were quite upset. So I think we'd eaten at our hotel and then decided to have a chill day and go and have a look. I remember the food court there was quite a bit and we were all kind of like, oh, we wish we hadn't eaten and waited till we were here. Well, if you're in the mood for a good breakfast feast, I can recommend the steak burger breakfast. Absolutely beautiful burger, fried egg, cheese, bacon and choice of potato on the side. Hits the spot fantastically. Now this was the big day. This was... Man versus ice cream. Oh, okay, yeah, that day. This was the Beaches and Cream <coughs> Fips Marathon. And I'm not going to tell you a word about it because I want the Fips to do that for us. So we'll come back to that another time. Uh, but I will delight you with another treat that's just appeared on the Disney Marketplace over at Epcot. If you go to the little... Um, funnel cake stall just by the America Pavilion yeah. they've occasionally had normal funnel cakes strawberry funnel cakes they have brought out double chocolate funnel cakes you know dripping with calories it's a cardiac arrest on a plate but it did look absolutely delicious. It's a cocoa powder infused funnel cake mix with chocolate sauce poured on top. Just the perfect snack for chilling back and watching Illuminations. If I like chocolate, that would be. Oh, you don't, do you? Yeah, I know. But it did look delicious, but I, I didn't fancy it because I don't like funnel cake and I don't do chocolate. So <laughs> for me personally, not a good choice, but hey ho. So, I'm moving on now. I had a bit of time at the pool the following morning, which there are f a few pools over at Art of Animation. I'm, I'm not going to go into pools in this episode because Kim and I are going to discuss pools in an upcoming se segment. So, I'm going to leave my little report on that. So, what I'm going to tell you about is my favourite place to eat at Hollywood Studios. Well, two places because that morning I went and had a Star in Rose cupcake. Oh, I had the Butterfinger cupcake. Chocolate cupcake with marshmallow in the middle, covered in chocolate, and then Butterfinger fudge on the top. Oh, divine. And it was just the thing you needed before going on Tower of Terror. Oh, <laughs> the way around. I know, but it soon worked up an appetite for that run, for that Toy Story Mania um, fast passes and managed to get on that a couple of times. I got a really good score, so I'm quite pleased with that. Had lunch at another place that gets such bad press and I've praised this place before. ABC Commission, where you can't beat their Asian chicken salad. Absolutely divine. 
left Hollywood Studios, went over to Magic Kingdom. I did a lot of park hopping. Uh, met Tinkerbell after a 45-minute wait. Uh, and as we walked into the park that day, Halloween had arrived. Overnight. Overnight. They'd got the two... Um, as you're coming into Magic Kingdom, there's the two sort of areas with the big billboard poster and the pumpkins and dried assorted rubbish either side of the gateway into the Magic Kingdom and then they'd got all the orange flagging and bunting up. They hadn't got the pumpkins out at this point but most of the place was dressed. Joined the queue for the Dole Whip which surprisingly was nearly as long as the queue to go on any of the attractions at the Magic Kingdom. I waited 35 minutes and do you know why I waited for 35 minutes Becky? People can't decide what they want. It's quite obvious what they sell. They've got menus. It's on the wall. Do your research, people, before you join the queue. Don't stand at the front and say, Oh, I don't know, what's the difference between a Dole Whip and a Dole Whip float? What should I have? You should have a mind of your own and do some research. <laughs> I remember you saying about this last year. I, I know, I had it last year and I've had it again this year. More people who join the Dole Whip float queue and doesn't know the difference between a float and a Dole Whip. People like you don't deserve to eat Dole Whips. People like you deserve just to go around the Magic Kingdom with the blinkers on and not know anything about the secret magic delights hidden for you in the lower aisle. You can tell I'm a little bit annoyed because of that queue made me only have one dull whip from a lower aisle that holiday and I'm really bitter because of those people. Yeah, that is. I've not experienced a queue that long before, but I think I probably may have given up at one point. Well, my love for my doll whip won over. But anyway, I went off property that evening. I went somewhere else for tea. I didn't eat at Disney. Where did you go? I went for Giordano's Chicago-style deep pan pizza. Mm. Take it you've never been? No. Oh, it's, it's, it's basically not a pizza, it's a pie. It's pie crust, cheese, tomato we filling with all the filling then that you want. And we went for um, ham and pineapple. <gasps> Absolutely divine. If you haven't been to Giordano's, you need to go. But don't make your eyes work out bigger than your belly. Do not go and order a large pizza if there are two of you. Because seriously, you won't eat it. If you've got a moderate appetite and you eat like a sparrow, go for a small between two of you. If you're, if you're a reasonable eater, go for a medium between two. And if you haven't eaten for a month and you're starving, go for the large, but I bet you won't finish it. It is, it is delicious. Man versus food type thing. Oh, God, yeah. You know, seriously, this pizza is about three inches high. It, it is just divine, though. It is really good. It does take 40 minutes for you to have your pizza cooked. So a top tip would be get on that there internet, look on the website, ring in your order, tell them you're coming in in 30 minutes. They'll start cooking it or take advantage of their free Wi-Fi and upload all your holiday photos. Ah. <laughs> so... That was a good day, so, you know, what would you do after you've had a big feast, like a big porky pizza? You'd wake up in the morning starving hungry. Guess where I went for breakfast? Oh, there's so many options. <laughs> it's one of your favourite resorts. 
Polynesian. Yeah, I went and tried the Tonga toast. Oh yeah, I remember that. <gasps> yeah, I think I sent you some pictures, didn't I? <laughs> the Tonga toast was absolutely delicious. I could only eat half of it. I improved the flavour by adding on some uh, hot maple syrup, and it was like, oh. But I don't, I don't know anyone who doesn't like the Tonga toast because it is delicious. I'm going to have a go at making my own version. It won't be as nice, but I'm going to have a go because it was... Oh. And I came back to Captain Cook's later that day because I, I had a bit of a challenge. Because Captain Cook's is that place where you can get a dole whip as well, can't you? So you did have more than one? I did, but not from the lower aisle. And I don't know whether it counted as one, it could be counted as five. Because the lady in front of me, she must have been a dull whip pro. Because she just knew, because you serve yourself, you're given a little cup and you're, you're let loose on the dull whip machine. Now the temptation to stick my gob under the dispenser was great, but I resisted. I watched her technique. Oh my heavens, her dull whip was ten inches tall. I have no idea how she managed to defeat gravity to avoid this falling over, but she managed to get enough dull whip to last most people a lifetime. <laughs> and she said, oh, it's for three of us to share. Three of you to share? It was up to four dollars? Amazing value. So I had to go. Obviously, I haven't obviously got the technique that she's got. I only managed a mere six inches, so... That's so good for your first go. Uh, you know, I, I think the Olympic squad of the UK should send me back to the Polynesian, to Captain Cook's, to practice and put this in as an Olympic event for getting a dull whip that is over 12 inches. Well done. That's my challenge. I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> so... Anyway, um, that day I went to be our guest for uh, the counter service. Oh, okay. I'm going to come back to it. I'll, I'll talk about that when I talk about New Fantasyland because uh, it was a different experience to the evening and I'll leave it at that for the moment. The next day was another highlight. I had booked to go and dine with an Imagineer at Hollywood Brown Derby and it definitely was a highlight of the holiday and I am going to share all about it in an upcoming podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, what else did I do that day? Uh, went round Hollywood Studios. I tried to get on the cowboy version of the great movie ride and I forgot whether it was the left-hand queue or the right-hand queue and he ended up going on the left-hand queue and everybody knows the left-hand queue is the gunslinging mobster version so I missed out on the cowboy version and then for some reason every time I went back to the great movie ride the queue was like 45 minutes so it was like oh I'm not waiting 45 minutes to go on the cowboy scene I'll have to do it another time so um went and did some hotel hopping that night went and stalked out the boardwalk hotel you like it? I wouldn't want to stay there because I don't like the fact if you want something to eat, you've got to virtually, you know, go on the boardwalk. Uh, but the hotel lobby was, oh my heavens. You know, this me, Simon and Jane Phipps, Molly and Ethan, walking around in a theme park best, you know, downtrodden and wet through, wandering into this luxury hotel. 
and taking pictures of the ceiling of the light fittings and sitting on the nice plush sofas. We looked so out of place. Uh, we saw the little miniature carousel there, which is kind of cute, and the model of California Screaming. Really beautiful hotel. Well, well worth going and having a little look round. I don't think I'd want to stay there, would you? Um, do you know what? I was thinking today, in the future, I'd love to have a go at staying in every single resort on property, even just for a night. So, I would want to stay there, just so I could say I have. Well, true. It does have some amazing uh, views, really does. Um, I'm now on to my last full, full day, and as you do, I went to the Man of Millennia. You know, I wanted a new um, iPod earphones, so, um, and I decided I had a whole tick list of things I wanted to do, some firsts I've never done. So one of them was to have a hot dog at Casey's. Now. I am hot dogophobic, basically, because I have to just walk past Casey's corner and I want to vomit because I can't stand the smell. Okay. So for me, I had to do it. Everyone kept saying, but it's a national institution. You can't go to Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom and say you've never had a hot dog. So we went in and he basically did a plain sausage hot dog for me with a side serving of grilled onions. <laughs> because this is how I wanted it and I had my first hot dog at Casey's it was manic, it was busy, it was crowded it was a hot dog, it was nice I suppose if you're the kind of person who likes chilli dogs or sauerkraut and jalapenos and all that sort of gum you could have a right little feast there but for me it was, it was okay um, other things that I did that evening, I had my first caramel apple, I had a mini one, which was delicious. I had popcorn while watching Wishes, which I've never done before. Magic Kingdom was open till 11 that night. After the fireworks, we went, went for a few rides on Big Thunder Mountain and we got on the last ride of Splash Mountain for the night as they closed the rides off just after 11. And just mooched around and uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade was coming and we went to watch it just by Sleepy Hollow. Now, normally, I watch it on Main Street, but do you know what? I'll never watch it on Main Street again. You know, there's um, the Christmas shop, there's the yeah. big tree and there's the big wall. I actually stood on the wall and watched it last year. Yeah, do you know what? I think watching it in that particular area is the best place because we could virtually touch the parade floats as they were coming past. It was so close to you. Yeah. And I didn't have to queue up for an hour, sat on the yeah. concrete. It's just absolutely fantastic. Well, I just stood up and then where we were facing opposite you, we actually had the castle in the background, so I've actually got a really good picture of the castle and the parade. Yeah, snap. Absolutely. And it, with it being the second showing of the evening, it was fairly quiet because most people had left. Can't, yeah. can't recommend that enough. Absolutely brilliant. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to hang around, I want to see this last kiss goodnight. And it was quite funny seeing all these um, janitorial staff with these big vacuum cleaner things going up and down Main Street cleaning the roads. Have you ever seen that? No, but what is the goodnight? Obviously, I asked my mum and dad, but they had no clue what it was about. Ah, well, I thought, oh, I'll hang fire and hang fire. They must do it sometime after 11. But it was getting to 5 to 12, and I thought, you know, it's emptying out his Main Street. The janitorial staff are cleaning the roads now. It ain't going to happen. So we were just down at the uh, town square flag having a picture done 
and an announcement came on and the castle got lit up and some words were said and it was just it was just lovely. There was no fireworks or anything. It was it, it was just nice seeing the castle lit in different colours. So there's no show like the show where no, people face the one. No, I thought it'd be like some fireworks or something, but no. But it was it was kind of cute to see. Yeah. Uh, and we left Magic Kingdom then about twelve o'clock midnight and hobbled off home back to the uh, shoebox. And finished off packing because the last day was our last day. If you're coming from the UK over to Florida, a lot of us book with Virgin. They are mm -hmm. the big, big cheese, if you like. Um, have you ever done downtown Disney check-in on the last day? Yeah, quite a few times. Do you want to explain what it is? So basically, instead of obviously dragging a suitcase to the airport, you go to downtown Disney where there are all the Virgin staff and reps. You check in your bags there so then you have the rest of the day before your plane takes off and your suitcase free. Yeah, now if you book with Virgin Holidays, this is a complimentary thing you just hand in a voucher. If you don't book with Virgin Holidays and you book with a flight with Virgin Atlantic, it costs you $10. Yeah, we've done both. Now, I'd already pre-booked my seat, so I knew where I was going to be sat on the plane. And we literally set off to go to downtown Disney for the check-in. And I just said on the way there, do you know what? I'm going to be paying $20. Somehow I've got to get my cases from the car park, which at the moment is under construction, so it's a bit of a pain, all the way over to the queue for the downtown Disney check-in by Cirque. I've got four suitcases. What a pain is that going to be? So I said, you know what, we won't bother. We'll just go straight to Magic Kingdom, have as much time in the Magic Kingdom as we like. And you know what, I am so glad I didn't pay that $20 because when we got to, uh, when we got to the airport on the way back, we went straight to the car hire desk, dropped a car off as you always do, sorted all the paperwork out, they did manage to give me $80 refund because of the boo-boo that they'd made, which I was really happy about, so thank you, Alamo. And a luggage partner was there, and I just I just thought, you know what, yeah, he can carry all the suitcases. So he put all the cases, there were six cases in total with our um, carry-on baggage as well. He wheeled us, he found the right place for us to check in at Virgin. Because we're a premium economy, he checked us in at the upper-class desk. I tried to get upper-class for free, but he <laughs> he said you could use your airbags, madam. And it was like, oh no. We checked in, we didn't have to wait in the queue. I ended up giving the uh, porter $8. Uh, I saved myself $12. Woohoo! Cool. So, but on the last day, had lunch at the plaza. And this was so weird, Becca. We've had so, had so many weird things happen to us on this holiday, and two happened at the plaza. There was a table of people next to us who came in round about the same time. And it was a bit of a weird configuration of the group. There was like two women of a similar age, a really big, muscular uh, weightlifter. He must have been, but not an ugly one, a really good looking one. And there were three kids. And they all were really picky about what they were going to eat, but they ordered it, and the meal came, and he came round and said, Do you want desserts? And they all wanted desserts to go, so he got them cookies, he got them a little case to take a brownie in, and whatever. And then he came with the bill and he said, oh, can we split the bill? So they had one meal on one person's card and the other meals were all going on the other. So he came back and this 
left them the bill and they left. But on the way out, they were, you know, just shouting at each other and whatever. And the waiter came and said, have they gone? And he said, yeah. They'd only signed for one of the meals. They hadn't paid for the other meals. They just walked out. Intentionally? No, they just walked out. They hadn't paid for the other five meals. I, I was just like, what? What? So, that was weird. And our server disappeared halfway through the meal. It was like, took brought us our mains. Would you like a dessert? Oh, yes. Brought us the menu. Started taking Tom's order. Tom started saying, oh, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have this. And it just ran out with the restaurant. Next thing we know, a gurney was being brought into uh, the cast member entrance around the side and a different waitress came up and said, oh, I'm sorry, your server's having a boo-boo at the moment. I'll take over. Whatever a boo-boo was, I think he was vomiting in the back room. Oh. If I went through everything that happened, it had taken years. So I've missed a few bits out. But on the whole, I met some amazing people. I ate some nice food. I did some Disney things I'd never done before. For example, I did the Tiki Room, which I'd never done before, which was amazing. What? All right, it was rubbish, but it was amazing to do something I hadn't done before. No, I mean, how have you not done it before? <laughs> I know, I know. I've always been told, oh, you don't want to do that, it's rubbish. So, oh, I love it. So I did it, and it's one thing off, off the to-do list. Yeah. I can't wait to go back again. I... I'm so excited at the prospect of going back again. At the same sort of time as us, Tracy from the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast were in. They've just come back and one of the statuses was saying they probably wouldn't do you Disney again. They felt the shine had gone off it for them. And, really? And in comparison, they believed that Universal was where their heart lies. Now... There are a lot of people out there at the moment feeling this way that Disney's letting them down and they feel that they're not living up to what they have done before and it's just a money magnet basically. I suppose, yeah, if you do take off your rose-tinted glasses that at the end of the day, Disney do want your money. I'm sure Universal do. They want your money too. It's a business at the end of the day. Exactly. There's so much outgoing that that place must have that... I know obviously it's getting more expensive and I was looking at a quote for next year for my birthday in March and the prices were absolutely crazy but I've just had to kind of scrap that idea. Yeah, it is, a, it is a very expensive place to go and the prices of some of the souvenirs and food, it is getting expensive. But I'm going to tell you a little story before I end. Went over to the Canada Pavilion and just got there as a monsoon started. Went and chose a few things I'd like to purchase. They had some coffee there that my daughter really liked, some Tim Hortons coffee and some other bits and pieces. And there was a problem with the transaction going through with the tills. And it, it took about 15 minutes for them to go through. And the cast member serving me was so apologetic and she was saying, oh, how's your holiday going? I said, well, just moved from Old Key West to out of animation. I'm not really happy with it. We've come out today. We've got no raincoats. It's absolutely pouring down. And she was like, oh, I can't believe you're not having a magical day. She said, oh, what can I do to make it magical for you? She gave us both a rain poncho 
free of charge with the compliments of the Canada Pavilion Aww. and she said I hope the rest of the day is magical so we paid for our goods then and got them shipped to the resort the next day I went to collect them from the out of animation gift shop and took them back to the room and I opened it up and she put a note inside the carrier bag and inside the carrier bag was a little certificate saying here's to a magical day and on the back she drawn a picture of a Canada bear with Mickey ears on and said, I hope this brings some magic back into your Disney holiday. I hope that visiting us in Canada managed to bring back the sparkle. And she'd included something like 25, 30 tick stickers of Mickey with personalization on each one of moose ears or something. And I just thought... Oh I think I've just almost got this on. I know. That is why I go to Disney. That is why I love that. If every guest just got a taster of that, that would make their holiday. It made my day that somebody went out of their way to do that, to do something so kind. So the very next day, I went to downtown Disney to guest services and did a staff member commendation for her. So you can do it at Magic Kingdom, you can do it at Hollywood Studios, every park. You just go and say, I'd like to do a cast member commendation. And you write down the name of the person and where they are. But if anyone's listening and he's going to the Canada Pavilion, please go say hello to Ivy. She is the world's nicest cast member I have ever, ever met in my life. And she really turned around a miserable couple of days with the weather into something quite magical. I think as well, there's just not always like the cast members or the rides. There is something unexplainable about it. Like obviously people are like, oh you're going back again, you know, there are other places. But when you're there, you're like, this is why I'm here. It's like the little kids and the like parades. Like I love the small details of everything. I find it, it's just amazing. But I think if you don't get it, you don't get it. Clearly we both do. We both know the magic. It's not for everybody. And yeah, there are things that on this holiday I thought Disney could maybe do a little bit better, like cleanliness in the Garden Grill, for example. Mm. Wasn't particularly impressed by that. You know, went to be our guest restaurant. It was down as a celebration. Didn't see any grey stuff. But at the end of the day, will the world end? No. Did it ruin my holiday? No. I still had a magical time and I am more anxious to go back and repeat and have new experiences than ever. Yeah, I, I, I do. I think once you've gone more, the more you want to go. It's almost like a disease. Yeah, it is. It's contagious. <laughs> you like, know. You read stuff, you listen to stuff, you read more books, you listen to more things. And the more I find out, the more I want to go. Definitely. And I could go through other examples. Um, the animators sketch room um, over at Hollywood Studios. I went to see a cast member there who's who does the sketches that you can buy. I saw her last year and she did one for me. Went in, she recognised me, got up off her seat, came and gave me a hug 
said, we've got to have a photo together. Sat me down on her chair, got a picture of us together, and we were chatting to each other. She said, oh, I'm so pleased you were able to find me and come and see me this year. And I arranged for her to do a sketch for me. When I got the sketches, she'd put a note in as well and said, oh, it was so lovely to see you again, Michelle. I can't wait to see you next year, exclamation mark. And I just thought, oh, Admittedly, oh. she did do six sketches for me last year. <laughs> and I did stop and chat to her for quite a while. But for her to remember me, how many does she, yeah. people does she meet in a year? So, Becky, I want to go book my holiday now, so I'm going to go. Okay. <laughs> I, I would just like to say it's been a delight telling you all about my holiday. I hope you've got those goosebumps all ready for your holiday. No. <laughs> I can't wait to hear more about it. Well, yeah, you know, I'll, um, I'll come back and talk about the museum and Disneyland. Oh, please do. Please I do. Will. I'm really anxious to hear all about it because I've not been to the family museum, I've not been to Disneyland, and, and I'd love to hear about your ideas about travelling down that side of the coast because if you're going to go over to that part of the world you might as well do San Francisco and the other places exactly so my darling thank you ever so much for joining us thank you for asking me again my pleasure so that's nearly everything for this episode episode number 43 a Disney Girl Power Trip Review before I sign off at the end I would like to give a big shout out to a friend of the show Lillian Oopsema. Now Lillian, as some of you may recall, is one of the authors on the Walt Disney World for Kids series of books. Well the 2014 issue is out and available now. So if you're travelling to Walt Disney World with children, I highly recommend this book. We will be getting some to give away on an upcoming episode of the podcast, so stay listening for that one. Also, follow Lillian on Twitter. She shares amazing photos from the park on a daily basis and also some news and upcoming events that are coming our way. So it's Lillian Upsema, L-I-L-I-A-N-E-O-P-S-O-M-E-R. So all there is now to remind you is also if you're planning to get a subscription to Touring Plans for just only a few dollars, as Minxies can save you a little bit of money, type in the discount code at checkout of Minxies, M-I-N-X-E-S, and you'll get an astounding 20% off. It virtually works out for nothing then. Anyway, thank you for joining us on episode 43 of the Mini Minxies Disney podcast. I can't wait to share episode 44 with you, due out on the 30th of September 2013, where we'll have a feature about keeping yourself safe at Walt Disney World, and also some details about New Fantasyland, with various people's comments and views, and a little bit of a wander around seeing what there is to see. So all there is left for me to say is mini kisses, mwah! And I'd best now go and let Kim out of that cupboard. See you soon. There's no business like bowl business. <laughs>